So good afternoon, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday it is. It's business <laughs> time. <laughs> this is my kind of business. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I just want to make sure everybody can hear us okay. Because I had the music way down on the, on the music. Oh, well. <laughs> These things happen. So, how was your week, Leslie? <laughs> I'm living the dream, Pam. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> no, it's, um, it's really good. Oh, Betty, thank you. Happy belated Mother's Day to all the wonderful, yes. strong women in our lives. I like to view Mother's Day as a celebration of women, not just mothers, uh, because we all have a great contribution. So absolutely happy, happy. Um, we are wonderful aunties, gammies, uh, pet moms and dads. Pet moms, I mean, that's right. Moms. Mentors, mentors, mm -hmm. role models. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Ride or die chicks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Partners in the struggle. Um. <laughs> I think that's us right now. <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways, Pam, in so many ways. Oh, oh my the, gosh. The day, I am so glad I made it. I, I had uh, my neighbor fell out <laughs> earlier and we're, I brought his groceries into the house and he's like, can you tell me where such and such hotel is in Paris? And Colette uh. and I used to go to Sorrento. So I'm sitting there on my phone pulling up all these places, not realizing the time. <laughs> so it was like 4.45 I walked into my house. So, But we're here. I know. And <laughs> you walked in your house about 13 minutes earlier than I walked into my house. So. <laughs> Um, so, Lori, when you wonder why you're the one who's there for the rest of us, yes. it's because Pam and I were cutting it close today. Oh, um, really, really glad that everyone could make it. And uh, to answer your question, Lori, we kind of just did. Lori asked if we are currently in the midst of our adventure. And the answer is not yet. The adventure begins Friday. That's right. <laughs> Friday morning when Pam leaves her house 630 630 in the a.m. God bless you Pam mm -hmm. you're an early riser though aren't you for the most for part the most part yeah I am yeah yeah and then uh, you know like this morning was quarter four mm. <laughs> that hurts me just to think about that <laughs> yeah especially when you go to bed at midnight Yes, yes. Lori said she almost didn't make it either today, and she's excited for us all. We're glad and everybody Ken did. Kenzie, we are glad. Betty. Yes. And yes. I'm sure there'll be more that may come along down the pike. I think so. Or if not, we know, we know for a fact people listen um, after the fact because of our numbers. We can tell who uh, tunes in and who listens to which well, we uh, podcast. So, yeah, we can tell the numbers. We don't necessarily mm -hmm. know who it is, but we know when, right. when they're listened to, which is great. 
and yeah. I appreciate all of our offline listeners. And SR, if you're listening, offline. <laughs> yes. Hi. <laughs> We're invading your town soon. That's Beware. right. SR, watch out. We actually warned him when we asked the questions this week. We just... <laughs> <laughs> we gave him fair warning that we will be, he will feel the tremor in the force yes, Friday yes. as we cross the border from the U.S. to Canada. And, and I, <laughs> last, week I him, last week um, I said, are you ready for the onslaught between <laughs> <laughs> the Lockleers and MJ and her daughter? Because they're in Toronto right now. Yep. And <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I know... What do you say? I I said, uh, he said, our waters are always open. I was like, <laughs> dig that in. And, um, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Now, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I think I told you guys, I, I was lucky enough to be in Canada uh, before, but it wasn't since high school. So it's been a really long time since I've been above our northern border i'm well, so very excited yeah. about that i was there in september so <laughs> yes you were for the festival it. for the foam festival that was that very was cool that was a lot of fun mm -hmm. and uh we'll see what happens this year as far as that goes <laughs> win the lottery get a different job whatever may happen anyway. exactly Exactly. We, only, we only hope for the best and, and uh, expect the saddest quo. <laughs> mm -hmm. that makes sense to you. So we've got a big show today. Got a, yes, we do. Lots of lots of stuff to cover. We toyed with splitting it up, and then we decided not to. So, um, good stuff happening, though. Yes. Very good stuff happening. And as far as announcements go, um, the Prince in Italian has uh, had its cover release, and it will be available May 30th. Um, so I've been, uh, instead of the normal Prince book cover that I have, I've been using theirs so that it'll go out. It's, it's really nice. It's a lot different. It's a white cover with a nice big red rose. Oh, I saw a picture of it. That is gorgeous. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. I, mean, I, just, I just love that there's like, it's. I'm assuming it's supposed to be blood coming mm -hmm. down from one of the roses. And it just looks so cool. It really does. They did a great job. Mm -hmm. They did a great job. So that's exciting. Um, the Czech version of the man in the black suit uh, is available May 23rd. So that's that's an exciting thing. Yes, it is. Uh, the Raven is uh, due out in October in Italy. And the French version, I believe, has been released and they are available on uh, the <laughs> ADA editions or edited whatever from on the website. So that's all good news. Um, I know SR is in the middle of editing the uh, Gabriel's Promise, which is also very cool. Uh, that means we're closer to getting a cover reveal. And, oh my gosh, so excited yeah, about that. Yeah, and closer to getting the book itself. So 
Oh, that's December 3rd, and it's available on pre-order. Uh, the Hi, KK. The uh, audio KK. version is available on Google Play right now, and uh, that's available for pre-order. And as soon as it's, as I said, it'll let us all know when it's available for uh, on Amazon, um, whether they be the CDs or the Audible. So, yes. And that's right, uh, Betty. The French versions of The Raven and the Shadow are on iTunes. So, Ooh, that would be wonderful to listen to, but I don't speak French, but I bet it would be beautiful anyway. Well, I think that's just <laughs> the books. Just the books. Mm. So, uh, but nonetheless, lovely. wouldn't it be fun to be able to hear it in French or Italian? Or yes. Czech, the Slovak, one of the Slovak languages. And I think mm -hmm. you know, there are a lot of other editions that are out there for different languages. So that would be interesting. Just but yes, it yes it would. But most yes. definitely. So that's uh, basically the, what's going on on SR World. Uh, Passion Flick still has their stuff going. No word on the script or, and casting won't be decided until SR has looked over the script and everything is okay but right now i think they're looking instead of september to filming in october which isn't bad that's so, yeah it's not that's not pushing it back too far actually no, no not at all not at all and uh you know just a uh you know the weather wise i mean i as i mentioned something about you know apologizing for the weather Canadians are very sorrowful about a lot of things, so they're always <laughs> apologizing. But I said no need to, because I've been kind of tracking the weather to see what I should be packing for the trip. And our our weather is the same. The right. It's not different like, from Pennsylvania, really. No. And it's only like maybe one or two degrees different air temperature-wise. So it's 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 the same no matter here or there. So, which, mm -hmm. which is very It keeps, cool. I noticed though, it keeps shifting. Like initially it wasn't supposed, it was supposed to rain mm -hmm. Friday and now it's pushing to Saturday and I'm hoping it pushes off till, I'm hoping it keeps pushing or moving one direction or the other because I thought Friday it wouldn't be terrible because we might be missing it um, and then have a nice day Saturday and Sunday, but yeah. we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. My sister was very nice to say to me yesterday, well, you know, Pam, they had snow in Niagara Falls last night. <laughs> Thank you, Patty. That's right. It's much. not going to be that cold when we're there. It's going to no. be in the 40s and 50s yeah. and possibly 60s. So. Yeah, so that won't be bad. I mean, it's like, it's like here right now. I mean, today mm -hmm. we did hit 70 and the sun was out. Um, but for all week I've been freezing but I refuse to turn my heat on. <laughs> I know. Just, you can't do that. I so. know. Anyway, so. So that's, that's everything that is going on in SR World. Yes. So far, so good. Yes. And there's a lot in this chapter, so I'm eager to get started if you agree, I'm Pam. I'm when you are. I am ready, and I've uh, successfully put in some of the questions, so um, 
I'll uh, interject when I when I can. Excellent. Um, I have to do some more of them, but we, I can do that while you're talking. Um, well, before we start, Betty's, we were talking about the rain, and Betty's saying true. If the rain is beautiful, as Kenzie says, and Betty was saying that if you're watching the rain from Gabriel's apartment, well, the lock leaves, <sighs> I'm not sure what building they're staying in, but they're on the 50th floor of their building. And it looks out over uh, Queen's Park, which is part of the University of Toronto. And uh, it, 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 they couldn't see very much because the clouds were so low. But when they could, you could see the rain. And it was nice. And having been there in the rain last September for one day, it's not, you know, it's rain. You, well, you deal with it. So. Well, and that's, uh, I think that's a, not a bad thing. Um, I, as the Locklears mentioned, they're used to it because they live <laughs> They live in Oregon. Um, so for them, it was it's no big deal. I think for MJ, um, coming up from Florida, I, they have to be freezing. I mean, just... I remember when I was at a conference in Florida this uh, winter, and the temperatures were in, dipped to the 50s, and I literally saw someone in a heavy coat with a full full um, scarf and hat and gloves. And it was in the 50s. And this person was working outside and they were freezing. And I, here I am in short sleeve shirt because I was so happy it wasn't like 10 degrees. <laughs> so I think you get used to being in the cold um, or in the warm climate. And as my, as my fellow co-worker says who grew up in Miami his blood his blood thinned he had to thicken his blood before coming up um up here mm -hmm. so I we can, will have I to can, see yes I can imagine that so I know shall we begin mm -hmm, we should okay all right as you know we were at Acacia's apartment, and the, in the morning, she awoke to the sound of her front door opening and closing, and she cursed the intrusion and pulled the covers over her head because, ah, you know, she was wrapped around Nicholas's naked body after a night of wonderful lovemaking. Um, her head on her chest, they had made love many times during that evening and into the early morning. As you remember, it was after that very, very intense dinner at uh, the Eiffel Tower and having a lot of revelations uh, that evening. And she was just enjoying being in bed and resting. And she was tired and far too comfortable to be disturbed. And then she hears Kurt's voice shaking her from her haze. Can you imagine? Let's just imagine that. Walking in, you know... Having to knock, apartment. knock, knock, knock. Um, sorry, guys, uh, but I have to interrupt. Um, you know, it would be horrible. <laughs> so Kurt apologized, and he mentioned, uh, you know, this was fairly urgent. Uh, it was a BRB agent wanted to speak to Acacia, and she just cursed, and. <sighs> apologized actually Nicholas was uh, apologizing to her that he was sorry 
I'm sorry, Amor. And she groaned and made sure that she was well covered with the sheet. Um, Nicholas tried to move to get up, but Acacia just said she'd handle it because she knew, she knew that this was, you know, her business to deal with. And as she approached the door, Kurt opened it. So just imagine the scene. She's wrapped in a sheet, hair all messed up, didn't, you know, barely awake, very, very, um, exhausted from a night of passion. And she opens the door to see Luke. Can you imagine? I can imagine. Ka I can imagine. Kasi, Luke's eyes met hers. Can you imagine? I mean, he is probably like, oh my God, what is going on? going on here? That's right. He was tired. He looked tired, unshaven, and was wearing black jeans and a leather jacket. He was quite annoyed in the way she came to the door with her must hair, bare-shouldered, sleepily and wrapped in a sheet and you know also the fact that there was another uh, there was a security guard outside of her door so think about that i mean mm -hmm. the, the optics are really um quite suspicious yes akasha was really irritated and she wrapped her sheet around her even more <sighs> she said i she said to him i texted you and i would call you later today to talk and I'm sure she was really annoyed because, you know, why didn't he take her word at face value, wait for her to call, but no, he had to show up in the early morning or even mid-morning or even midday, but he showed up. He didn't wait for her like she requested. Mm -hmm. He peered into the apartment saying that she had been saying that for days and he wanted to know who was in the apartment with her. And as course, as he was spying around she followed luke's gaze until he found nicholas and that's when it all goes down ladies he was pissed and yes betty as you said luke has the worst worst timing <laughs> if she were acacia she would probably sound like the tiger in aladdin who dared enter my apartment <laughs> i agree and there's no disguising what Akasi was up to the night before. That is right. I mean, I'm sure it's, the apartment probably smells like sex. So Luke's face reddened accusingly and said, what is he doing here? It can just, again, this would be great on film. You can visualize this I can happening. visualize it, definitely. I can too. Acacia told him she would tell him later and that she's not even dressed. She just wanted to talk to him later. And he grabbed her arm, demanding she go into the hall. Kurt then stepped in, intervened, saying no touching, and placed his hand on Luke's arm. You know, he, now the testosterone starts flowing, right, ladies? This is the ultimate, like, in pissing contests. So Kurt's saying you can't touch her. Luke's not appreciating the situation. He tells Kurt he's BRB, get your hands off me, or I'll have dozens of agents here in five minutes. And Acacia, the voice of reason, stood between them, telling Kurt, Kurt, it's okay. And she told Luke, now is not a good time, and she would call him later. P.S. I already texted you that. Why are you here? So it's, it was a very intense uh, scene. <laughs> you can imagine, right, Pam? Uh, listen. <laughs> You know, 
I was on Decatur Avenue in the Bronx at a friend's apartment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, his father walked in. And it was... The, the Yikes. He and the father did not live together. but Yeah. And I did, thankfully, I did not know. <laughs> I, I was still, a, I slept through this. Oh, my so that, gosh. That was, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a blessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I was told about it later and I was dying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I, and I got teased about it quite often, so. <laughs> oh, well. What are you going to do? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, Kirk was taking Acacia back and saying it's time to go. And uh, Luke is like, wait, he's blocking the doors. Only a policeman can do. And uh, says, Cassie, come to the hall. He can't stop you. And Nicholas just walks to the door with a blanket around his hips. Now, yes. And, <laughs> and we actually asked SR about this. We asked SR, why did Nicholas decide to step in when Luke was delaying his departure from Acacia's apartment? And SR said, simply, that Nicholas ran out of patience with him and wasn't going to allow him to bully Acacia. Thank God for Nicholas. I know the you voice know? of reason. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, he he's you know sashaying over and, and looking at him and, and saying, "I think you should go now." And uh, Akasi has told you repeatedly leave, and you've refused. So look looked at him and said, "I know all about you, Breckman. I'd recognize that Frankenstein." Oh, now this really awful. Cassia. Yeah. So she goes, Connard, which is French for shithead. I looked it up. <laughs> I knew you were going to look that up. So now, I counted on that. So now I, I can say shithead in French. So thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, SR. <laughs> Always the teacher. Yes, that is true. <laughs> So pushing him back before anyone else could get in the way, Kasi, he, he said, like she'd wounded him. But Akasi had told him not to talk about him like that, and she would call him later. But don't insult the man who has my heart. Oh. Yeah. I so mean, that, that, that evokes so much uh, emotion. Yes. You know, um, the fact that he obviously um, was shocked and saddened. Um, but the fact that Acacia admitted it and was defending um, Nicholas. Nicholas and the love for them. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Uh, and, and I'm looking at the chat room. Um, Betty said, I get that Luke was worried, but he needs to respect Acacia's boundaries. Agreed. SR says, SR puts great swear words in his novels. Absolutely. And as Betty says, the boss is such a good teacher. And Kenzie says, I use them in real life because no one knows what I'm saying. It's great. <laughs> I love that. That gets a heart from me, Kenzie. Um, 
everyone, SR is everyone's professor, which is yes, true. Yes. Agreed on all fronts. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. her saying this about Nicholas took Luke by uh, surprise. And he said to her that Nicholas was an arms dealer. And she had asked him to protect her uh, when all this was going down at the hotel. And uh, how did he know that Nicholas was holding against her will? Acacia snaps at him. Oh, yeah. Because I'm telling you he's not. Uh, you can ask Madame Oliette, who lived downstairs, Kate, because she had been over the day before. And uh, Luke said that he could, you know, he had come to see her and he couldn't believe what was going on. And finally, when you get your head together, then come and talk to me. So I think Luke is a little upset. I would say so. We actually asked SR about this and, you know, we asked him, was Luke expecting Acacia to reunite with him? And SR said, Luke has been hoping to reconcile with Acacia. I think he believed they had unfinished business and that eventually they would reconcile, which makes it even more heart-wrenching. For him, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's not on the same level in the same scene, but it's like when uh, Julia had to let Paul down at one point. I know. Oh, hurt me. That hurts so much. You know, and, and Betty's, you know, I love that Acacia only talks the talk but walks the walk and that she defended Nicholas from, from everyone, even her, and that she needs to protect Nicholas from pain is beautiful. Oh, so God, true. Thank God her Paul. I know. So he leaves. Kurt shuts the door and Nicholas goes and locks it. And, you know, how did he know? Or, you know, he just, Akash sank into his arms apologizing for the terrible things he was saying. Uh, and Nicholas said to her, he lost you. It would be enough to make any man lose their manners. Uh, which is um, just wonderful. Yes. Really. I mean, again, this talks about how Nicholas is so. Um, They're very protective of each other. They are. They they're and that scene's really a great demonstration of it because they're um, they're defending each other, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's really it's really remarkable. Um, it really really is. It's it's pretty cool actually. So she looked up at him and asked Nicholas how he could remain so cool. She had wanted to punch Luke. And uh, Nicholas kind of takes her hand, puts it in her fist, kisses her fist, and says uh, that that may not have been a good thing to do because uh, he'd have difficulty with his legal team uh, trying to get the charges dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Akazi is cursing now in Portuguese, which is not something that SR gave us, so I don't know what she said. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but Nicholas said with a half smile, asked if she meant what she said. So Akazi is like, what are you, you know, like, what are you talking about? And he says, that I have your heart, he replied. And she's like, of course. So now Nicholas it. is getting the whole manly thing going, puffing out the chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, see, I'm calm because I won. And his woman <laughs> can curse in at least six languages. I so, love that. So she's, she's, Do you guys get the sense that SR's... Um, SR's uh, love interest, partner, spouse, whatever, is someone who can curse in six or seven languages. I do. Just saying. <laughs> I think he admires he 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 admires multilingual people. I yes. think. I think he does. I mm-hmm. think that's I probably do too. <laughs> a sign of the fact that he's former uh, CSIS. Yes. Which is the Canadian version. <laughs> 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 I'm just laughing at Betty's comment. I have to say, Nicholas walking around on this naked made me forget about Luke. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Absolutely. Again, that would be great to see on film. That's, that would be. It'd <laughs> be like the purple towel. Um, so, so Akasha gets up on her tiptoes and is saying that she's going to make Pau de, de Quail. And mm-hmm. which is the Brazilian cheesy bread. And so he's like, ah, to the winner go the spoils. And he bent, bent her backward and kissed her. <laughs> oh, I love it. And we actually asked SR about the Palo de Queijo. And how did he discover it? And I put in, I actually learned of it through this book, The Man in the Black Suit. And I jumped on the chance to try it when I saw a food truck devoted to this tasty treat when I was traveling in Austin. Um, So thank you, SR. I'm a fan. And he actually responded. I didn't think he was going to respond to this, but he did. He said, there's a large Portuguese and Brazilian population in Toronto. Both communities have excellent bakeries. There is a particular Brazilian bakery that is my favorite, and they have incredible cheese bread and other delights. That's where I had it first. Mm. Mmm. I remember hearing Samia and Andarda talk about it. Uh, I remember seeing pictures, and I think KK, correct me if I'm wrong, did, oh wait, she popped off. I think KK even made it, didn't she? I know Samia showed pictures of making it. I I, I remember my mouth was watering. I wanted to try, and I would love to try making it. I might, I might. Because um, I think Sam, Samia gave a recipe one point. Yes, I think I, I think I copied it and saved it. If I'm not mistaken, Kenzie's yeah, that would be really awesome. You know, Kenzie, yes. The thing is, is you once you get the bread and you open it, the calories start falling. <laughs> Kenzie's young enough; her metabolism just keeps cranking it out. <laughs> enjoy it, enjoy it while you can, girl. Yes. I still enjoy it. You just have to have balance. Balance in everything. That's very true. Balance is key. Uh, Betty says, I can't bake even if it's to save my life. 
Well, Betty, you're living in a place where you have good access to wonderful bakeries. So you're very fortunate in that respect. That's true. That is true. Very, very fortunate. So as so it ends the scene and of course they're um kissing and enjoying the rest of making enjoying the cheesy bread and and enjoying each other and then we go to the next scene which is kate and acacia at the louvre and as kate and acacia walked under the great glass pyramid at the louvre with kurt following of course kate asks he showed up at your apartment when your new hot man was there holy shit you can imagine her saying this right then what, then what happened, she asked, and Acacia told her that Luke had insisted that she speak with him, and she wasn't even dressed. She was at the door in a sheet, and she mentioned he insulted Nicholas, and Kate wanted to ask what he said, but Acacia, Acacia didn't dive into it, um, in part because she didn't know about the scar, as you recall. She told Luke... Um, that she was with Nicholas and that Luke told her to call him when she got her head together. And uh, it was a really awkward situation. Wow, that's awkward. Uh, yes, you can just imagine. And Betty says, I love Kate's reactions. Gossip time, of course. And, and Kenzie says, I wish I lived in a big city so that I could walk to bakeries and eat pastries and coffee. The dream. <laughs> Well, the beauty is, Kenzie, that you can set your intention and you can plan to do that. Also, you can always open a cookbook and give it a try or Google a recipe. I, I, I'm big on Googling recipes, too. So very, very exciting stuff. So the ladies keep chatting. They had lunch at the cafe in the Latin Quarter before traveling Um foot to the Louvre. Kurt went everywhere with Acacia. Um, Nicholas insisted that he went with, with them, even though she didn't really want to because of what happened at the Victoire. Um, so Kate was cool with that, saying she should have brought them both to her meeting with her thesis advisor because he was being a real jerk. And Cassia was really sorry to hear that. So, you know, Kate, missed her best friend, right? She missed having that sounding board and that person who could share her experience. Um, <laughs> Betty says there are too many bakeries near her home. Great for the tummy, bad for the hips. <laughs> Kenzie's jealous. Me too, actually, Kenzie. It all sounds so good. Um, so Kate was really having trouble with her thesis advisor and she was apologizing because she said, I'm sorry, I've been kind of talking your ear off about this, my thesis advisor in the meeting. Um, and, you know, she, she said, you know, the reason why I wanted to take you here and come here is because I wanted a quiet place to talk, which I thought was a really funny statement um, because um I never envisioned the Louvre being quiet. And we actually asked, asked SR this question. Why did Kate think the Louvre was a quiet place to talk? And SR said the Louvre is quiet because of the anonymity. Unless you're in the room with the Mona Lisa, guests spread out so you can speak anonymously without being interrupted. 
And, you know, that actually, when he said that, that made sense to me. Um, it's that sense of anonymity or that sense of being one in a sea of people that kind of gives you cover. It's, it, it also goes back to Acacia hiding in plain sight. So I think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I see in the chat room, <laughs> Betty said she translated no pal de queo for you. <laughs> Very well, funny. You I love it, Lori. Now, I love I, it. I can speak to the Louvre because I know when I was there, there are areas that are crowded with people, not like mm -hmm. where the Mona Lisa is. But you could talk to people and, and nobody would pay any attention to you. So you mm -hmm. could have a deep conversation along, you know, while you're walking through the halls or whatever. Once you get into the Mona Lisa, though, it's a game over. The Mona Lisa room also has a lot of Botticelli paintings. And the, the room is packed with tourists. And it's a pickpocket stream area, to be honest with you. Uh -huh. because, because everybody just wants to go see this painting, which is absolutely beautiful it's not as big as you think it is but you can't you know you got to work your way to the to get to it to get a good picture of it and so you know and, and the neat thing is no matter where you stand around the painting mona lisa's eyes are always on you Whether really the left of it or the right of it in front of it yeah, it's like her eyes just follow you. It's very cool. That is very, very cool. That is really, really something. Yes. Whenever, uh, Kenzie says, whenever I see photographs, I've never seen that room empty. I, I love the mystery and the theories behind Mona Lisa, but I don't really like the painting itself. It's, yeah. From what, my, what I've been told by mm -hmm. my artist friend, was very critical of other artists it was not one of leonardo's good paintings so yeah that's from phil i can imagine that you know very critical of every every other artist's painting and i'm sure they're all critical of him too so it's just the nature of the beast i i just think it would be interesting to see um, I know everyone says it's kind of underwhelming, but, you know, it's just kind of something oh, you, yeah, because that'd be interesting. It. You've right. heard about it since you were a child. I mean, mm -hmm. even growing up, even in the cartoons like Rocky and Bullwinkle or Underdog or whatever, they always had the, uh, you know, the, the Mona Lisa pictured in there. And there were stories in storybooks that you read as a kid that had the Mona Lisa in it, too. So it's just always there, and, and the fact that it was stolen for a time, and I mean, and the security system for this thing, they, it, it they've got this wall. If somebody, there's like a, a field, like a force field, that if you put your hand, just stuck your hand in there, the whole wall comes right down. Mm -hmm. And you're locked in a room until nobody's allowed to leave. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Kenzie was saying 
Uh, Mona Lisa was my least favorite work of his. Once I see a Botticelli in person, I can die peacefully. <laughs> I need to go to Florence or I hope it'll travel again one day soon. I hope it will travel to Kenzie because you have to see the Botticelli. It, it was magnificent. It was worth the drive. Um, and, and keep an eye open there. I, I feel confident there's going to be uh, more Botticelli's finding its way, finding their way back um, to the States on some kind of an exhibit or exhibition. Yeah, they, they do come around for, for exhibitions every now and then. But the, mm -hmm. the Primavera and the other, um, they don't leave the Uffizi. They yeah. Never leave the Uffizi. Yeah. So that's just uh, incentive to um, incentive to save our pennies to get to Florence. Mm -hmm. um, Betty said, wouldn't it be awesome if the boss wrote a story where the Mona Lisa had a secret story just like Primavera had in The Raven? That would be uh, Yes. Lori just made, Betty just made Lori laugh. And Kenzie wonders how much security and protection was guarded around it when it traveled here. <laughs> Pam, would you like to speak to the security around the Botticelli? <laughs> well, we were at William and Mary College, and it was, uh, they had it exhibited at, at one of their halls. And we were walking around with a docent who gave us a story of a lot of the different paintings. So then we were walking around afterwards, and there was this one painting. Um, I think it was the, a marriage painting of some sort, um, maybe of Cuban psyche. I'm not sure, but mm -hmm. I, I was pointing at it, at something to to look at something, and my pointing finger was maybe six inches from the canvas, and the security guard came over and said. Please put your hand down. Step back. Now then, and they, to be honest, they had they had something up so that you couldn't go very far. So I wasn't leaning, but I was pointing, and it was too close to the painting for them. So um, <laughs> as far as I think other security, there really wasn't. Uh, I didn't see too much. Right. I'm, I'm sure they had like burglar systems and stuff like that, but they had, a, you know, they had a security guard near the entrances. So yes. You couldn't walk away with anything. Not and there were cameras. Away. I know there were cameras. I noticed yes. too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it was it was pretty it, it was pretty remarkable, mm -hmm. I have to say. Betty thinks maybe the Mona Lisa could be a witch, and Kenzie said she heard Mona Lisa was actually a man with a lady's mask on. So Kenzie, I didn't hear the lady's mask part of it, but I heard that the, the that, man is, was the face of one of Da Vinci's lovers. And it was a male face. So. <laughs> Betty gets a similar reaction whenever she goes to the Met. <laughs> <laughs> So we need to have you and Betty going uh, going to uh, one of the museums, Pam. Yes. Well, the best part was when I I love I it. sent a tweet out to SR, I need the mail money. Yes. And he, you know, I was almost kicked out by a security guard. And so then he responded back to make museum sex. <laughs> <laughs> That was so Which, by the way, he funny. Didn't oh my that gosh. Question. 
I know he didn't. He held off on that. We did. We did. We asked him about. Yes. Um, actually, we, I have that later on here. But we we tied in museum sex to it. But he didn't respond in museum sex. Um, and and ladies, by the way, we haven't pr- we haven't uh, touted the idea of having our uh, idea that we came up with last week about the the our favorite our favorite scenes our favorite sex scenes of each book um but don't worry i think pam and i will develop that idea as we drive up to toronto i think we're going to pitch it because i think it could be a lot of fun um (laughs) it could be um betty says she prefers the museum of natural history they don't mind if you touch things yeah and i love like the children's museums because everything is about interaction and touching um, Kenzie said Leonardo and Michelangelo were both quite shady and very smart and ahead of their time. <laughs> Kenzie says, wait, you asked SR if he has museum sex? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were asking about writing about it. Writing about it. But, you know, because... Yes. We, we, there was something about Nicholas and, and we, you know, that's later comes later on, but about being, you know, in the museum with the two of them and thinking of Julia and Gabriel and Uffizi and their little nocturnal bliss that they had there. That's Trist, right. Yes. And, um, I, you know, and, and so we put the question to him and then I made my little comment where I didn't see exactly where it could happen there. It's not like the Uffizi when you've got the little statues that you could hide behind but <clears throat> he didn't he didn't <laughs> that's right well i'm, I'm, I'm so acacia oh, oh go ahead uh she says she wonders if gabriel and julia had ever gone to that museum and i said well i don't know about the louvre but i do know that they did have sex in the british museum because they talked about it. Uh, ah, that's right. They talked about it. In Oxford. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm going back to where we were in the Louvre with Acacia and Kate. Acacia was concerned about her friend and asked if everything was going to be okay with her thesis. And Kate says she wasn't sure, but she's not giving up, which speaks to Kate's character. She really, you know, is, sticks to it and is pretty devoted to carrying things on forward, moving forward with her studies. Um, And as they were walking, they stood admiring the Louvre's pyramid that hung from the ceiling, bathing the underground with light as the tourists take selfies and photos, Um, which I think would be interesting to see. How was that, Pam? Were you in that section of the Louvre? That was really, that was was pretty cool. Um, When you go into the Louvre, you you go across the road um, and you're mm-hmm. actually going down underground at that point. And you, because that's where all the security stuff is. So you have to all be checked. There's metal detectors and you got to walk through and everything like that. And mm-hmm. as, you, as you get in, it's like a big underground mall to a certain extent because they've got museum gift shop. They've got all kinds of little stores and and stuff all around, but right in the center is where the, the pyramid is. And 
it's kind of both ways. There's, you know, the above ground, you can see the pyramid, but there's also one, the one that comes down into the this space. Mm -hmm. well. And uh, that was, you know, everybody hung around it. They were taking pictures of it. Um, you know, it, it's so different. I think that was I.M. Pei's uh, design who did that. Because they yeah. were doing some stuff to to upgrade the the uh, museum, but they even have like this. There's this whole when you're going into the main part of the museum, you're going through this one spot which has a lot of antiquities, like uh, sculpting on the wall type of thing, relief on the wall. And I know that when the day that I was there, they had used that spot the night before or the night or two nights before that for fashion week because when i for whatever reason i ended up there for paris fashion week and because i know mm, oh my gosh i couldn't get into they uh that would be cool crowds, but because they had closed it off for the public so they could right. do whatever event was going on at the time so if i i'll be very i think that would be I'd cool known it was fashion week but if I'd known it was Fashion Week, I wouldn't have gone that particular week. I would have I would have moved my dates around a little bit because they it's right. it was a uh, again like there, I wanted to go uh, to the Dorsey uh, Gallery. There's a, a an artist by the name of Mary Cassette. She uh, was a Philadelphian mm -hmm. actually, and moved to, to France to uh, study and paint. And her paintings are in there, and I would love—I would like to have seen them, and I couldn't because, you know, it was just the way it was. So. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, and, well, and if you were I guess right next town, trip, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, like you know, let's think positive. Mm -hmm. Um. I, uh, I'm, I'm noticing. Filmed a music video there. Yes, yes. And, and, um, you know, Betty had also said that Kate's professor sounds a bit like another professor we know. It's funny, Betty, one of the questions I asked that SR didn't answer was do we happen to know who Kate's professor <laughs> Do we know who Kate's professor is? Um, do, is it one from uh, someone he mentioned in another book? But he didn't bite on that one. So, and Kenzie was asking about the Uffizi, and I, I was going to see Pam. I don't know how you feel about this, but I thought it'd be cool to talk a little bit about that, and then maybe we could wrap the ch wrap half of this chapter and talk about the rest of it next week because I feel like um, it's almost six already, and we're not even halfway through. I don't know how yeah, you feel about that, ladies. I don't know, but but I know Kenzie asked about yes. It's 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 like a it's not a, maybe a block, maybe not quite a full block, but it's in a U shape, and you okay. You, you, there's a in in the Florentine series. There's the Loggia, where they hang Spittor Batali. I think that's the um, San Lorenzo or something like that. Anyway, it's, it's there's this like, it's right uh, walkway that takes you right to it. 
and they mm-hmm. were at, there's a building across on the other side that they were doing some renovation work in. I, I think that may have been part I don't know for a fact, but they know that they were that that was all blocked off and they were working in there. But you walk you walk in, you're you're in this uh, like porch area, for lack of a better word. And they take you in a door and they check you for everything. You know, you, you, again, you and anywhere you go anymore, it's you know metal detectors and uh, some places they don't want you to have uh, backpacks, so you make they make you um, put them into a, like a locked cubby um, because they don't want things knocking paintings or the sculptures. Or whatever. Well, that makes yeah, so that you, makes sense. Yeah. And the, 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 I was surprised at the narrowness of the hallways. Um, you, you start on the second floor, at the first floor, different little rooms, and it's very, it's very cut up, you know, and I, so I don't understand when, when SR was talking about having that party there, I, I wasn't under, I, I couldn't really picture that. So, um, but that was, you know, that was that. And then, um, but you go out and you go up the stairs and there's sculptures all along the walls and paintings. And then there's rooms all off of that. And they, and they, you, you start with maybe 13, 1400 paintings, uh, ear paintings. And you know, there's a progression of the different artists and and the different mediums. And uh, the, there's wood, a lot of wood, canvas. See a lot of altar pieces uh, that you know graced a lot of the middle, you know, Renaissance homes and stuff. And then uh, you know, and you, there's just different areas, different artists that you can go go into. Uh, they uh, Botticelli room. They had just finished that that year and you walk in and it's a mm. very modern room beautiful light um and it basically starts with the smaller paintings of botticelli on the walls and then you walk into this bigger room and that's where you have primavera and um the birth of venus and they're big they are they are large paintings and i but again like the Louvre with Mona Lisa, it's crowded. There's a lot of people in there. A lot mm-hmm. of people in there. And everybody wants to take a picture and you go to take a picture and you might have somebody in it, you know, so it was, it was from that standpoint, it was different. Um, but you, but you go through the room, like you start in one door and you, you weave around to the different walls with the paintings to look and then, and then you go out and then you go into another room. And I mean, they had, uh, uh, Lippy, um, the, both the father and the son. Um, the father taught Botticelli, and Botticelli, I think, worked with the That's son. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, you know, the, the, the big paintings, like there's this, this one painting of a man and a woman that are looking at each other. And that's in a display by itself in a, in a glass case. Um, and, and, 
it, it, but that's basically what it is. It's like a lot of the different Renaissance painters. I think there were some Tinerenos. Um, who else? Oh, it sounds so awesome. It, it, it is awesome. And then they, then you can go upstairs, and there's other paintings and rooms. And the loggia that uh, um, Raven and William were on is there because that's like a big patio where you can where they have. Uh, have food and they've got like a, a restaurant thing and you can sit down or you know take it out whatever and that was mm -hmm. really cool. sounds was great nice lunch there that day and that was very cool that was very cool yeah and uh, any any willy sightings um i i would did not see willy i think Susie saw uh willy when she was there with kim the, the <laughs> earlier in the year he was along the roof but um there you know you could take you the thing is the, the neat thing is is that you can imagine as you're walking through these streets and around the uffizi because these streets are dark and narrow and the, and the buildings you know are, are these old renaissance buildings you can imagine that there'd be ghosts or creatures of the night or whatever all in ground in there because they don't really they don't have street lights it's not like you're you know unless you're walking along the arno and then most That's of the true. lights are from the bridges and the headlights of cars because you know it's yeah ali said ali said it was pretty dark my my daughter said it was pretty dark when she was when she was there um during her studies abroad, um, but she said it was it was really remarkable. I mean, she really she did enjoy Florence. It was really beautiful. Um, she uh, actually, uh, yes, I was going to say Kenzie was asking about if they allowed professional cameras and also about the size of the yes. paintings. She says they look like they're massive. They are massive. I, you know, I'm going to say that they were maybe five feet across. And oh, wow. That's even bigger than I thought they up. were. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're big. They're very big. Mm -hmm. And you can't, the only thing you're not allowed to use in the museums for any of the paintings is flash. You can, you can use your phone. You can use, you know, a nice right. icon or, or, you know, SLR type camera. And you'd be fine, but just no flash. Yeah, do not. If the flash goes off, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I imagine. Well, Abe mentioned when he was at the Louvre those... and the flash went off there and the guard was on that person like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> not in a bad, not in a bad way. Know, like it's not like they confiscated the no, camera or anything, but they're like no flash, no flash. Because it, it, it uh, damages the painting. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't know the technicality of the damage that the painting can have. I really don't. It's just my ignorance on that, so. Yeah. yeah. Kenzie just right looked now. up the dimensions of Primavera. Eight by ten. Six, eight, six by ten. Yeah, they're big. Wow. Gorgeous. And they're beautiful, I mean, and. I, I wonder how long it 
I think the backstory would be interesting. Yeah. I know Phil, for example, um, last summer, I think it was, uh, he started a composition that he took at this little coffee shop we go to every now and then. And in uh, February, he asked me to bring it downstairs because he wanted to look at it in a different light. So I brought it downstairs for him and uh, I, I said, is it finished? He said, no, because he changes things in it. And I'm sure that Botticelli did that with his stuff. And I, you know, I know Leonardo da Vinci mm-hmm. did that in his. You know, so after you go through all this, always you, evolving. All the, yeah, and all the statues and the views of the city from, you know, you mm-hmm. you, you can't walk out on the rooftops at all, but it looks like you could because they're like French doors. And um, but you can see like the Duomo and, and Giotto's Tower and all these different houses and the mountains off to one side and that was very neat. Uh, that, but you go through after you go through the hallways and, and you go into this one room. They have they had that's like exhibit rooms where they have um, different paintings. They had a lot of Greco's. They had some a couple of Rubens there, uh, Caravaggio's, which Caravaggio I think it is is is, is weird. I mean he is weird. I mean they're big decapitated heads. I mean it, it, it's different. It was different. Um, so, it, you know, and it can take you up to a day to get into them. You know, go through the, the place. But, uh, unless oh, you're I'm sure. a real connoisseur of art that you just want to sit in front of one painting. So, I'm, I told Phil that uh, next month I would take him down to Washington because they're having a Tintoretto uh, exhibit at the next So, what, I told him I would take him down for the day. And his friend Nick and this, his niece, and uh, I, you know, I, I can just imagine what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he he he'll sit and stare at a painting for a long period of time just to look at it. I believe it. I totally believe it. Um, Kenzie was saying, um, very dark, the beginning of the Baroque era. Uh, Birth of Venus is 5'8 by 9'2. Um, and Betty also said <laughs> that this was funny. Um, she mentioned about uh, in the museum, she said, she, I thought you were going to say you're not allowed to have sex near the paintings. I'm sure Gabriel never received the memo. And I said he would take the memo under advisement and then disregard it. And she said, uh, Kenzie mentioned Gabriel simply a rule breaker. Um, Betty says, Gabriel's a bad boy and we love him for that. So, yes, agree. Well, well, we're, agree. Where Gabriel and uh, Julia had sex, they're really, um, they're statues and they're outside the rooms where the art is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you're, her back can be against a window, like I think it was in one. Yes. Showing the, uh, the drawings. Um, but you're not near any of the real artwork. Now, the table. Where they, that That's right. I think they had sex on that. 
Um, that's no, I don't think they had sex room. on that. I think they talked about having sex on that. Maybe they did. I don't know. But it, that is now in a room that you cannot get into. You, you, they, they've put these really. Little, yeah, they at the doorways they put these little out things so you can go in and look in, and then you have then and you have to step out. And there, there are different part, points of the room, so you can go and look at different parts. But it, you know, like when I was telling Phil about it, um, he said, "You mean you couldn't go in and just look at at the art and because the, there's there's all kinds of art on the walls." And the table itself has all kinds of, it, like a mosaic in it of some sort. And he, he said, no, you can't do that anymore. He says, that's terrible. That's terrible. So, that's a relative uh -huh. thing that they've done. So, yeah, no. I mean, oh, wow. Well, well, you're lucky you got to see it. Yes. Yes. I have pictures of mm -hmm. it, too. It's a dark room. The room is very dark. Even though it's got like a Well, you know, currently I like believe I believe Susie like, our our Susie is in uh I think she's in Venice now, right? She's yes, somewhere in Italy. And I know that she was fond of uh fond of Florence and I think she got to see Yes. Did she go yet or is she going? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know whether she's going into Florence on this trip or not. I know yeah, that I'm not sure. Mentioned something to her about Paris because the funny thing about Susie and, and Paris and me, when I, the hotel room I stayed in when I was in Paris um, was in the, the Hotel Opera Lafayette or some Lafayette Opera or something like that. And so we were doing a podcast because I was doing a podcast from Paris for the Florentine series. That's right. And I mentioned, I mentioned something about the room and Susie was like, I think I know that room. So I took a picture out my window and when you looked out my window, you could see Momart or soccer car. I'm sorry, soccer car. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's the room we had. I love so, it. Not only we were in the same hotel, we were in the same room. And she was in the spring and I was in the fall. So that was funny. So we were going back and forth on her trip this time and we were talking about it because she was said, oh, she sent pictures of the hotel. And I said, oh, is it a better, does it, you know, the bathroom when you walk, if you drop your soap in the shower, do you have to get out of the shower to pick it up? Because that's what it was in the other place. And she laughed. She said, no, this is a real shower. <laughs> I think that's great. I just, it's just so um, funny. Yes, Lori, that is wild. Was, was, seriously, I don't care if you're a stick figure thin or if you are uh, a middle-aged heavy woman like me, you could not bend over and pick up your soap because this tower is that tiny. And, you know, the doors oh don't gosh. open out, one door, one side open out. They open at the corner and slide on either side. So you have to, and thank God there's a drain in the bathroom floor. You know, I'm not, cause I'm sure I know. that, you know, I'm not the only one that had that problem either. So, yes, Kim's drawings are amazing. 
And no, Gabriel would definitely not approve of that shower. <laughs> I don't think Gabriel would have in that, uh, that hotel room. It, it would be like the way he treated the um, the bedroom or at the at Modlin College in Oxford in Redemption, where he, they were going to uh, be getting out. <laughs> he wanted to move right over to the Randolph, which is a big hotel in the in the center of town. It's an older one, but it's a, a it's like one of those that you're going to be spending about a thousand dollars a night for. It's a nice place to have tea. I love it. It would be great. So I just, I was just going to say um, the last little part of this story as they are going through the Louvre and the fabulous pyramid um, entryway from I.M. Pei is Kate was making the comment about Luke showing up the way he did was just being a jerk. And that's a really dumb move on his part. And she had asked Acacia if Acacia would be able to talk to him after he cools off. And Acacia looked over her shoulder at Kurt, who wore a blank expression. Because, of course, you know, Kurt saw it all. He knew everything went, that of went course. down. He's probably trying not to think about everything that went down. And uh, she said to Kate that she felt like she did owe Luke an ex explanation. You know, after all, sh she was the one who brought him back into her life. Um, so, you know, and I thought that was a good admission, but she definitely didn't want to repeat of the morning and did not want to have to go through what she did. So I think that's a good place to end our story for the week and we can start, uh, next week with the, uh, the remainder as people are approaching Acacia and Kate. Yeah. So I love the fact that we were able to talk about some of these great museums and have firsthand account of them. So thank you, Pam, for sharing that with us. And I see Cake, he just popped back on. Hi again. Yeah, Betty said she actually forgot that Kurt was there with Acacia. Yeah. He's her shadow. And my shadow. <laughs> Just wait, ladies. We'll be doing a dance next week. Just wait. <laughs> there will be no film. Yes. KK Pam was our guide. I know you just joined. I know you just joined us and I know you actually have been to some of these places uh, Pam, we were talking a little bit about what it was like at the Louvre as well as the Uffizi. So um, very, very cool. And we're going to we're going to talk about the next part of Chapter 45 next week because we we just got into a lot of cool discussion about the story and about the uh, setting. <laughs> you you will be don't worry
be, I'll be like Erica. <laughs> I'll write a novel <laughs> on my Blackberry. That's Blackberry. right. <laughs> I forgot she did it on her Blackberry, didn't she? Oh my gosh, a woman after my own heart. That's right. Good night, Kenzie. I have a wonderful week. Thank you. She she wishes us well for the rest of the week and have fun in Toronto. Um, we will be thinking of you on our travels. Oh, Lord. No, thank you. <laughs> so, all right, gang. So we'll catch up with you next week with the rest of Chapter 45 and uh, the Tales from the Crypt or the, uh, <laughs> the Tales from Niagara Falls in Toronto. So you all have a good week. We'll give you a full report. Later. And... Uh, we are listening to a little Dave Brubeck, some Bossa Nova, USA. Have a great night. Mm -hmm.